Hello, Nickelodeon fans, and welcome to This Week in Nickelodeon History. My name is Captain Eric, and we are covering all of the Nickelodeon shows that either started or ended between the times of November 7th to November 13th. Uh, I do apologize if you are a listener of the Squarecast. This week, my voice has been absolutely shot. Therefore, there's just been a little bit of a delay while I'm trying to get things back to normal. But the the show must go on, so if my uh, voice gets worse as the show goes on, Just know you've been warned about it. This week, we are starting one year ago. On November 13th, 2020, we saw the premiere of The Astronauts on Nickelodeon, created by Daniel Knuff, who is also known as his pseudonyms Wilfred Schmidt and Chris Neal, a uh, known television screenwriter and producer, created the show. It's currently running on one season of nine episodes, still going strong, um... I guess more of a of an action adventure series with a bit more of a science edge. I can appreciate that. Uh, also celebrating its year anniversary this week, premiering a year ago on November seventh, two thousand twenty, we had the premiere of Side Hustle, created by Dave Malkoff. The show is currently in its second season, has thirty one episodes, and is still running on the channel. Two years ago, on November eleventh, two thousand nineteen, we saw the premiere of Blue's Clues and You on Nickelodeon, the return of the Blue's Clues universe to televisions. The original show finished its run in 2006 and took a nice little break there uh, for for a couple of years before being brought back. I remember they made a big deal over looking for the new host. They wanted to get somebody completely new and fresh. They did this national search over a new Blue's Clues host. I actually sent in a tape for that. I'm not going to lie. I was uh, working with children at the time and figured, you know what? I'm going to throw my name in the hat. This would be a uh, possibly a good stepping stone for me in my career. But um, I didn't get to the actual... Uh, Um, audition phase of the process. The winner of that contest, Josh De La Cruz, became the new face for the Blue's Clues brand and honestly has done beyond a fantastic job of taking that ball and running with it. Um, I I think he has done a great job following in the steps of both Steve and Joe with Blue, with Blue's Clues, and, and has been a runaway success yet again here in a new generation um, the, the show has, has been an above and beyond hit for Nick Jr. to the point that there's even going to be a Blue's Clues film starring Josh and Blue coming out in, uh, at some point in the, in the future. I'm guessing probably 2022 if I was a betting man, but I, I'm a big fan of Blue's Clues, have been since I was a, a young kid. I, I'm not like a fan where I'm buying Blue's Clues merchandise or anything, but hey, if I had children right now blues clues would be one of the top programs i would have them watching i I, it's it's got an absolutely gorgeous looking design i love its incorporation of including the audience and its decisions a part of its program that has been there from the start and has been something that that blues clues helped cultivate this this kind of use of you know hey including those those kids watching they're there to help you out and um, that's been one of Blue's Clues' staples since the beginning, and I'm, I'm glad to see that they're entertaining an entirely new generation in 2021. 
The show was created by Tracy Page Johnson, Todd Kessler, and Angela C. Santomero. Uh, it's currently in its third season and has 41 episodes. Three years ago, on November 12, 2018, we saw the premiere of Butterbeans Cafe, a show we went over last week because it ended on November 1, 2020. The show was created by Johnny Belt and Robert Skull and ran for two seasons of 60 episodes. Four years ago, on November 12, 2017, we had the final episode of Nickelodeon's very first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, are a long-running entertainment series, first starting in comic books, making their way to television as an animated series in the late 80s, early 90s, before making their way to live-action feature films, video games, and literally anything in entertainment, there's going to be something Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles related. Uh, they, they've just been going on for decades. They're as popular today as they ever have been, and there's a lot of reasons to that because the Ninja Turtles are just awesome. They, they just are. Uh, objectively, they're awesome. They've got a wonderful rogues gallery that keeps adding on new and interesting villains with each iteration, ones that'll then go on to be reincorporated into new iterations so that we can just continually see new ways for the Shredder and Bebop and Rocksteady and Krang to fight the Ninja Turtles. In 2009, October of 2009, Viacom acquired the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise and immediately put forth a brand new series that would premiere in the future right on Nickelodeon. And at that point, the Ninja Turtles were retroactively shoo-ined right into the Nicktoons brand. And honestly, it's 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 match made in heaven. They, they fit right at home. I mean, they're just such an iconic children's property that I, I think they just, they mesh really well with all of those classic Nicktoons. And, and seeing the classic 80s Turtles being alongside the 90s Nicktoons, it, it doesn't feel all out there. It just feels right. Uh, this series was the first CGI series for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and it had pretty big boots to fill. The original 80s series was just completely beloved. I mean, it's what really helped set the stage for their popularity in this country. Um, what followed the 2003 series was a bit more of a mature take on the Ninja Turtles while also uh, following their comic book stories a little bit more closely. And what we got was this really nice... Um, beautiful-looking, mature Ninja Turtles series. So how do you follow up with that, and especially with it being CGI? Well, I think what they did was find the best amalgamation of the 80s series, the 2003 series, the comic books, and made something completely new, com completely unique, while at the same time feeling comfortable and what we got was this 2012 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series that I gotta say, I absolutely adore. I, I think it might be my favorite Ninja Turtles cartoon. Um, it, now, I, what's really funny is that I, I did not finish this show by its end because by the end of the show, uh, they started really going off in, in um, I don't wanna say weird areas, but like the last season was called Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And more or less, I think a lot of these stories were just kind of uh, one-offs instead of, um, whereas the the first few seasons were all basically serialized programs. There were some episodes that were, you know, self-contained, but a, a lot of what happened bled into the next episode. And for a while, I, I really enjoyed that story they were trying to tell. And for the time that I was watching it for through at least 
the first three, three and a half, maybe four seasons, I really loved what I watched. Um, I it, I have always planned to go back and finish off the rest of the series. So if you're a fan of, of the end um, seasons there, definitely let me know what you think. But I, I stand by the show. I love what it did with the characters. I loved how they brought back original voice actors from the original and gave them new roles that they just fit into so perfectly. The fact that Rob Paulson can be both um, the, the original Raphael, but then be this newer Donatello that just is my favorite version of Donatello blows my mind. Their new versions of classic uh, uh, villains just always surprised me. I always enjoyed them. Um, and even if I have preferences on, on other kinds of the villains, I, I tend to find that a lot of of my favorite iterations of the villains come from this show. So uh, give the 2012 show a shot. If you are a fan of the Ninja Turtles, I highly recommend it. Um, even when they did the, the voice change too, between uh, I think it was Jason Biggs and Seth Green for Leonardo, uh, Seth Green, it takes him a little bit to, to get into the role of Leonardo, but man, did he grab that ball and run with it? I was so happy to see uh, that happen, but yeah, check out the Ninja Turtles, check out the 2012 one, check out the 80s one, the 2003 one, all of them are quality, uh, dive into some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action. Seven years ago, on November 11th, 2014, 100 Things to Do Before High School premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Scott Fellows, the show ran for one season of 25 episodes. Ten years ago, on November 7th to November 11th, 2011 spongebob's runaway road trip premiered on nickelodeon this was a series of five episodes all culminating into one final uh a big episode this kind of big event they had one episode premiere every single day um and all of the episodes if, if you can go by what the title suggests that they were all road trip type vacation episodes uh, I do want to clarify that these episodes do not necessarily need to be watched one right after the other. Um, they're just the, a collection of episodes that were premiered uh, with one another that, like I said, all have to do with vacation-type type dealings with various characters in Bikini Bottom. Uh, then these episodes were all compiled together, um, put out as, as an anthology series on TV, and then put out on DVD on September 20th, 2011. Also 10 years ago, on November 7th, 2011, we had the final episode of Glenn Martin DDS, a stop-motion animated sitcom for Nick at Night that premiered on August 17th, 2009. The show was created by Alex Berger, Michael Eisner, and Eric Fogel and ran for two seasons of 40 episodes. 13 years ago, on November 8th, 2008, we saw the premiere of True Jackson VP on Nickelodeon, created by Andy Gordon, the show ran for three seasons of 60 episodes. Also 13 years ago, on November 8th, 2008, we saw the premiere of the iCarly TV movie, I Go to Japan. I gotta say, for as much as I watched iCarly, I have, I have little to no recollection of the content of this TV movie. I know I watched it, I've seen the entire show. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't have any, like, specific recollection of watching this movie or having it stand out above above the rest of the show. I think the issue is a, an episode or a movie like this is filmed like the show is. So it just, you know, in thinking of this show, it kind of bleeds into the rest of the content. Whereas other TV movies based off of multicam comedy shows like Keenan and Kel, Two Heads Are Better Than None, or Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh, those are TV movies that are filmed 
like a movie. They're they're single camera instead of the multicam of the show. So those those movies tend to stick out for me in in memory. Um, but yeah, I remember this being a big deal and. I haven't heard anybody really talk bad about I Go to Japan, so let me know what you think. Maybe it's worth a rewatch. 21 years ago, on November 10th, 2000, we saw the final episode of Double Dare 2000 on Nickelodeon. This was Nickelodeon's first revival attempt of Double Dare. They started Double Dare 2000 on January 22nd, 2000, and it ran for less than a year. And during this time, they actually, beyond keeping the same format while trying to add on new bits to it, they actually had a new host because this time it was not presented by Mark Summers. It was presented by Jason Harris. Um, now, he was an okay host for the show. I remember watching a lot of Double Dare 2000 because I generally enjoyed Double Dare as a game show. And, and although not having Mark Summers was certainly... Um, you know, not the best thing for me. I gotta say, Jason Harris did a great job hosting the show. Uh, I remember enjoying Double Dare 2000 a great deal, and, and he had to have been a part of it because if he was a bad host, I wouldn't have watched so much of the show. Um, but yeah, that they, it lasted less than a year. I, I wish it could have gone on longer. Then we eventually got our second revival, which I, I gotta say fared a little bit better within the uh, Mark Summers uh, department. So I do appreciate that. And our final show that we're going to be covering today, a show that premiered 24 years ago on November 8th, 1997, The Journey of Alan Strange, created by Thomas W. Lynch. The show ran for three seasons of 57 episodes, starring R.J. Smith as the titular Alan Strange, was a alien boy who came to live on our planet and was just trying to blend in uh, to our surroundings. A at the time, I didn't get to really appreciate the show as much as I would eventually appreciate it, uh, but I, I thought it was a, a great show for, a like, a sci-fi children's show. Absolutely adore uh, Alan Strange, so if it's a show you've never really watched and you're into sci-fi in any way, shape, or form, definitely check out The Journey of Alan Strange. I think it holds up after all this time, and that is this week in Nickelodeon history. Uh, thank you to my voice for holding it up throughout this entire time. Hopefully we won't run into the same issues that we did this week, next week. Uh, and I appreciate you for listening along with me. Thank you for making me a part of your week as you are a part of mine. If you like any of the content I'm putting out, please consider liking, subscribing, sharing. Anything that you can do to help this ship grow is much appreciated by the captain. So for this week in Nickelodeon history, this is Captain Eric signing off. Stay safe, and we'll see you here next week. On the Lord Hut, here we Nick. On the Lord Hut, here we Nick, Nick. On the Ricky Tiggy Low, while living number one, Nickelodeon.